0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World.
1: Being successful in life is something most people desire. Most of us were given an education to prepare for life, but often it seems no one taught us how to be a success in life. You need to know that there are definite laws that will ensure your success. If you are watching this program and you are still in your early years of life, It's vital that you hear what we have prepared for you today. But also, it's not too late if you are in your later years of life. How do you measure success? Is it by wealth or fame? Maybe it's a knighthood from the Queen of England or your name in lights at the Oscars. A concert pianist's measure of success may be to perform with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra while a marathon runner would consider an Olympic gold medal to be a mark of his or her success. Most of you watching this program know that real success is not measured by what we earn or how much money we have, but rather by what we are and what our personal achievements are in life. You only have to consider the lives of the so-called great celebrities to see that their fame is often shallow, fleeting and empty. You know that success is about deeper, lifelong values. Today I will show you what God says about how you can achieve real success. Not just in your life, but also in the lives of those you love. I'm here to tell you, you can be a success. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World. Today we're talking about success and how to achieve it in life. You need to know that there are seven powerful laws that you can apply in your life that will ensure success. Some of them are easy to understand while others will take time and hard work to achieve. The key to success is to make sure that you are headed in the right direction from the beginning. Consider for a moment you're struggling through a dense forest with all kinds of hardship. There are strangling vines and overhanging branches to impede your progress. But you get through it all. But all of this will be of no value if you were headed in the wrong direction. But it will be worth it if you're on the right course and your destination is certain. So knowing where you are going is vital for you to succeed. I want to send you a free CD that will reveal to you the seven laws of success. You'll be able to play this CD, the seven laws of success, over and over and even memorize the seven principles. You can then apply each one of them in your life. You'll be able to think about where you want to be in your life in 20 or 30 years from now and how to achieve the goals that you have set for yourself. Phone now to receive your free CD, or go to tomorrowsworld.org to order one. Who was the person to first formulate these laws? They can be attributed to a man who in his early years was a successful advertising executive. His name was Herbert Armstrong. He applied these laws in his own life and published them during his long career for the benefit of his many readers. You know, I first became aware of them when I was a young man. And I've been applying them ever since. So what then is the very first law of success? You ready? Law number one is set the right goal. As I mentioned earlier, if we head off in the wrong direction, all the hard work we exert will be futile and hopeless. But if we're focused on the right goal, our success will be magnified many times over. Believe it or not, few people actually have a goal in life. They just wander along, following the crowd, never questioning where they're heading. So what's your goal? Can you put it into a sentence like, well, when I'm 70 years of age, I want to be a multi-millionaire? Or maybe it's something like this. In life, money is not important to me. But I do want to have a successful marriage with happy, balanced And responsible children and grandchildren. If you don't have a goal, you may end up like many people without a purpose for living. In fact, you may even find yourself divorced two or three times with poor health and not enough money to live on in retirement. Here at Tomorrow's World, we make no apology for turning to the Bible as the source of knowledge and inspiration. For years we've been striving to make God's truth what it really is, the plain truth. What I'm about to read to you will make so much sense if God is central to your life. So turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus said, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. By setting God's kingdom and his righteousness as our number one goal in life, Every other purpose we pursue will be compatible with that goal. Let me explain. If God's righteousness and the Ten Commandments are the basis of our life, how could we be involved, for example, in the gambling industry or any other pursuit that would be in conflict with God's law? You can, however, pursue many other vocations, such as an engineer or a geologist. You know, I know people who are helicopter pilots or scientists or managers as well as being committed Christians seeking God and his righteousness. So law number one, what was that again? Set the right goal. Now for law number two. And this is important. Law number two is education and preparation. So let's understand the facts. Statistics show us that on average those with a university degree will earn more money in their lifetime than those without. Taking statistics from a 2008 report for the United Kingdom's quarterly labour force survey, we read, According to a study from the Department of Innovation, Universities and Skills in England in 2007, the difference in gross hourly earnings between graduates and those educated to A-levels or equivalent remained high at 47%. Pursuing an education is important, but there is an education that few people really value or know about. And that education is based on the Bible. The wisest man in the Bible was King Solomon, who wrote in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3 and verses 13 and 14, he said, Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man that gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold in other words a godly education is priceless be sure to make daily bible study a part of your life and you too will gain the best education that money can't buy because it's priceless after moses death his successor joshua was taking charge of the children of israel we're told in joshua chapter 1 verse 8 this book of the law that is, the first five books of the Bible, shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have, look at this, good success. Did you notice that? Good success. God wants us to have the same success in our lives. Study and meditate on God's holy word daily, And you will have good success. that is what a true education is built on. The second law of success then is education and preparation. Before we move on to some of the other laws, let me remind you that we have a free CD to send to you. The CD is titled The Seven Laws of Success and features tomorrow's world presenter, Richard Ames. All you need to do is call now for your copy. You can also order it online at tomorrowsworld.org.
0: To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown,
1: We're talking today about how you can have true and meaningful success in life. In the first part of the program, we talked about how many people consider that success can be measured monetarily. Such is not necessarily the case. Some residents of the most beautiful homes in Hollywood have become the most miserable people. Sadly, we read about their lives being ruined by drugs and alcohol. For some, it has even led to their untimely deaths. We're now going to consider the third law of success. What do you think that could be? Well, law number three is good health. Most of us in the Western world have been blessed with an abundance of good food and clean water. Consider the supermarket shoals stocked with a great variety of choice foods. Due to rapid transport, produce from overseas is in our markets just hours or days after it is picked or caught. We're able to get fresh air and exercise in most towns and cities in the Western world. All of these are contributors to good health and we should be grateful to God for his bounty and generosity. Having and maintaining good health is both the blessing and it's a responsibility. Getting exercise and adequate sleep are two of the important principles that will promote good health. As we've been discussing A balanced and healthy diet is also vital. So be sure to take steps to minimize the risk of accidents and injury. Here are some helpful tips for you to consider. Take precautions, such as wearing a seatbelt when you're traveling. Most countries have made seatbelts compulsory. Avoid accidents when conditions are abnormal, such as in icy weather. Frozen water on footpaths and sidewalks can cause serious falls and fractured bones. Be careful crossing the road and especially if you are elderly. Please be sure to take care out there. You know I was reminded the other day by a friend who said this, he says it's not always what we eat that makes us sick but rather what is eating us. So don't let stress and worry eat at you and cause you to lose lose your sleep. Often diseases can be psychosomatic That means they arise when the worries of the mind affect our body. Sadly, some people literally worry themselves to death. Dr. Jim White from the Clydebank Medical Centre in Scotland has defined a condition that he has observed as Generalised Anxiety Disorder, or GAD. He says that this is more than just an occasional worry or concern but in fact is a constant state of anxiety that affects women twice as much as men and is often first encountered in the late teens and early twenties and then again in the forties. Dr. White says cognitive behavioral therapy is now regarded as the best way forward. Did you know that the Bible is the best counselor that you can find? Because it gives us sound advice about how to live. The word cognition is a psychiatrist's way of explaining the process of gaining knowledge, understanding, and sound wisdom. 3,000 years ago, wise old Solomon wrote about this cognitive process. The book of Proverbs is all about helping us change our behavior in line with God's word. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom... From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And in verses 10 and 11 we read, When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. By studying God's holy Bible, you will become sound-minded, which in turn will help preserve your health. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a modern way of saying Place right thoughts in your mind and you will straighten out your bad habits and your behavioral problems. If you've been given the gift of good health, treasure it like diamonds and rubies. Preserve your health through eating wholesome food and getting plenty of deep sleep. Read articles in health magazines by all means. But remember, maintaining a healthy respect for God's laws will do far more for your well-being than the words of a health guru. Taking care of our health is our responsibility and it takes constant attention. The third law then is good health. Let's consider law number four. Law number four is drive. (laughs) What is drive? Well, we could call it ambition. But you know it's not the kind of ambition that means winning at all costs or putting other people down so you can win. That's selfish ambition, and it's competitive and destructive. People with healthy drive want all of those around them to succeed along with them. They forge ahead under all sorts of conditions and adversity. They have a tenacity that's infectious. Others want to follow their example as well as their wise counsel. You know, King Solomon understood what drive was all about. He wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and in verse 10, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. So do you have drive? You can develop it by pushing yourself at a sport or a hobby or in your workplace. You can develop drive on the job by going above and beyond. It won't be long before you're not noticed and promoted by your boss. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 puts it really well. It's in an, an, an analogy here. Uh, that is used to help us understand Proverbs chapter 6 and in verse 6 we read go to the ant you sluggard consider her ways and be wise which having no captain overseer or ruler provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest we need to make the most of opportunities I believe in the old saying opportunity only knocks once And it's so often true. If you develop drive as a part of your routine, you'll be up early. You'll be looking for the hidden gems that others overlook. And you will also be one or two steps ahead of the game. People will call you lucky, but you know that luck had little to do with it. You know it was nothing short of hard work. So the fourth law, what is that again? Drive. Now you need to know the final three laws of success. But before I go to them, I want to once again offer you a free CD which will give you the seven laws of success. You'll be able to listen to them as often as you want. You'll be able to write them down and ponder their application in your own life. You'll find yourself thinking about them and working out ways to make them work for you. Be sure to call now for your copy of The Seven Laws of Success. You can be a success. If you were not with us earlier, I will recap the laws that we've discussed so far. The first law was set the right goal. The second and third were education and preparation, followed by good health. And the fourth law we considered was drive. Now for the fifth law. It is resourcefulness. Many people fail in life because they do not have a plan B or even a plan C in life. Too often, some people fall at the first hurdle and lie flat on their back, defeated by an unexpected setback. Instead of getting up and being resourceful, they throw up their hands and exclaim, it's just too hard. The successful person, though, knows how to ford the flooded river by using their powers of resourcefulness. They will search up and down the river bank and find a place where a tree has fallen across the river. You've heard the expression... Where there's a will, there's a way. That's what makes winners, winners. They are the people who see life as a series of challenges and not defeats. Think for a moment. Do you know such a person? What is it that makes them like that? Chances are they were faced with obstacles from a young age. Instead of giving up and saying, I can't do it, they learned the vital mental attitude of working out a better way to do the job truly successful people, have learned the art of delegation. This is the ability to choose the right person to help them do the job that they don't have time to do. Instead of micromanaging that person, the successful leader lets them get on with the job and do it his or her way. They know that the other one will make mistakes, but then that's how they learn to be resourceful. So they will encourage them and lift them up to succeed. They will encourage, inspire, and give praise. Resourceful people are not looking at the present situation, but what will happen several days, weeks, or even years ahead. They check the weather forecast often. They anticipate trouble before it comes. In the book of Proverbs chapter 22, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3, wise Solomon wrote this, He said, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Over the years, I have visited many farms in remote parts of Australia, and I've always been amazed at how cattlemen and farmers in isolated parts of the country without without access to a hardware store have been able to improvise and be resourceful. Do you remember? Necessity is the mother of invention. And number 10 fencing wire has often been used as a practical solution to a problem. Are you inventive and able to think outside the square? If you are, you're applying the fifth law of success, which is resourcefulness. The sixth law of success is perseverance. This is the quality to keep on going when others give up. Do you know someone with this quality? If so, you will see that they have a dogged determination to keep on keeping on. In 1941, Winston Churchill visited his old school at Harrow near London. He was recorded as saying to the students there, Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honour and good sense. Never yield to force never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. And in his life, he didn't give up, even though he was often rejected by those he thought were his friends. The Bible calls this quality endurance. Jesus Christ understood how important this attribute is in the Christian life, especially when we are under duress or if we're being persecuted. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, Jesus Christ says, you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. He himself knew what it was like to have to persevere through times of hatred, abuse, and false accusation. We read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 3, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 3, about the tenacity of Jesus Christ. Here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12 and verse 3, we read the following. It says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Are you suffering at the hands of unfair and unjust accusations? You can build holy character by taking your worries to God in prayer. I often turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 and 30. Jesus Christ says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm always impressed by the people of faith that I know. I respect them for being able to stand up to the stresses of terminal cancer or severe financial trouble. They are truly people who know how to endure and persevere. Consider the person you know who has this quality and follow their example. The life of Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light globe, is an example of dogged perseverance. Though many other people had produced incandescent light globes before, they were too expensive to produce and lasted only a matter of minutes before they failed. But he and his team spent 18 months of painstaking experimentation till he was able to produce light from a carbonized thread in a vacuum bulb that lasted for 13 and a half hours. He was finally able to produce a light bulb that was cheap and yet robust enough for the ordinary person to buy. After centuries, the candle had become obsolete. There's a seventh law, and it's the most important law of all. Maybe you think it might be something like always set out to destroy the opposition in competition. No, it's not. Neither is it something like telling lies is necessary if you're going to succeed. No, it's not that either. The seventh law will be revealed to you when you receive your free CD, The Seven Laws of Success. So phone now to request your copy and be sure to join us in the weeks ahead when Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames will present even more meaningful and important news for you about tomorrow's world. Wallace Smith and I will also present information that will enlighten you as to the true meaning of life. Until then, goodbye, friends.